Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. The Chiefs have won all their games in this easy stretch of the schedule, but until Christmas Eve, there was never an easy day at the office. But it was an easy day against the Seattle Seahawks on a very cold, frigid day where thousands and thousands of Chiefs fans braved these unbelievably low temperatures we've had. And the Chiefs took the jump from the start and never looked back. They went at 24-10, to 10, but it wasn't really that close. Chiefs led 24-3 to 3 with about four minutes to go, and Seattle added a meaningless touchdown at the end. The Chiefs' defense, the story in this game. Let's start with the offense first because it was okay, and a lot of people will probably, if they want to critique the Chiefs, say, look, there were some missed opportunities in this game. We saw a couple of drop passes. I think a lot of these were weather-related, but the Chiefs get the job done. We'll go over some of the statistics here shortly and talk about what it means as Cincinnati and Buffalo both win. Cincinnati with a near miracle win, holding on against New England at the end. Buffalo trailed 10-6 in the third quarter at Chicago and then boat raced them from there, 35-13. So no gain in the one seed, but next week is where it all comes down to it. Of course, KKHI Weekend and Chiefs Post Game is brought to you by EE Outdoor. This is your new outdoor living and landscape company. Anywhere in the Kansas City area, contact EE Outdoor. They'd love to do all your landscaping services for you, including lawn maintenance, anything you'd like to have done. If you want to plant some new shrubs, get some trees removed, different things. Or if you want to build a hardscape, they're the best in Kansas City. Anything outdoor living, outdoor fire pits, bars, water features, kitchens, you name it, they build it. And they're the best in the business for over 25 years in the Kansas City area. It's Earth Effects Outdoor Living online at eeoutdoor.com. Give my man Daniel a call at 816-215-9332. It's time to start thinking about those home projects. And if you want to have a nice outdoor space to use later this spring and this summer, they can get it done for you in time to enjoy when the weather gets nice. Call Daniel. He's a really good dude. 816-215-9332, online at eeoutdoor.com. And Cornerstone Property Management and Home Buyers, online at homewithcornerstone.com. Look, if you've got rental properties and they're giving you a headache, ditch your headaches and go with Cornerstone. They can manage anything from vetting your tenants to collecting rent for you to doing all the repairs and managing this for you for one low fee. If you're a busy person, you got a whole bunch of stuff going on and you got rental properties and they are taking too much of your time, call Cornerstone today. Find out everything you need to know about G.W. Weld and his outstanding organization online at homewithcornerstone.com. They also put life back into tired homes. If you've got a house that's become a burden or inherited it or you're moving a parent out into a facility somewhere and you need to get rid of that home, they'd love to help you get rid of it. They'll buy that house and then, of course, they'll fix it up and sell it. Flip it, they say. Don't think of your house as ugly. Think of moving it with Cornerstone Property Management and home buyers online at homewithcornerstone.com. Appreciate both of them for being the sponsors of KKHI Weekend and this edition of Chiefs Postgame as the Chiefs win their 12th game of the season. That is five years in a row the Chiefs have won 12 games, amazingly. And we wish you all a very Merry Christmas on this special edition of KKHI. Whenever you listen to it over this weekend, we'll have Stan Weber on Monday and get his thoughts on the Chiefs and everything that transpires in the NFL. But for this episode... We'll focus on the early window on Saturday, Christmas Eve, and what transpired because everything the Chiefs needed to have happen was right there in that early window. Next week, Buffalo's at Cincinnati. The Chiefs host Denver. Somebody's got to lose in that game, and it will become a two-team race if the Chiefs beat Denver 
It will then be a two-team race for the one seed going down to the final week of the season. Of course, what we want is Cincinnati to beat Buffalo, and the Chiefs to then have a one-game lead, and all they have to do is go beat the Raiders, and they'd be the one seed. Raider game scares me, but I feel a lot better after watching the Chiefs today. Again, let's start with the offensive numbers, because if there is a nitpick here, it would be the Chiefs maybe didn't capitalize enough in this game. We're spoiled. You know, a 24-point game, let's, let's, let's talk about what the Chiefs did right today, okay? They didn't turn it over. They didn't bobble or fumble a ball. They had no fumbles, no interceptions. Mahomes was 16 out of 28 for 224 and two touchdowns. They're in a team in the league that wouldn't take that efficiency. Isaiah Pacheco had 14 carries for 58 yards. Travis Kelsey targeted eight times, six catches, a buck 13, including a long of 52. There were no fumbles, no turnovers. Butker made his kicks. There was just a lot of good things here. Punter had a little bit of trouble. A couple of those punts were a little shanky. Uh, didn't sound right coming off his foot, but the ball was frozen today. So you have that. We're not going to complain too much about the Chiefs offense. They did what they had to do. They were clearly watching their defense, which was nothing short of amazing today against a Seattle team that has been terrific offensively all year long. Yes, Tyler Lockett was out for the Seahawks, but everybody's got players out from time to time. The Chiefs were just deadly on third down. It felt like most of the first half and into the second half that the Seahawks were just basically perpetually in third and long. And the Chiefs were amazing on those plays. Seattle, for the game, was 2 out of 14 on third down. That is ridiculous for the Chiefs' defense in the NFL to hold a team to 2 out of 14 on third down. It did lead to some fourth downs, and Seattle went for them all day, and they were 3 out of 6. Some of them were very short, little quarterback sneaks, whatever. But this is the number you need to know. The defense, 15 times in this game, when they had to stop Seattle, stopped them. Combined on third and fourth down, that is 15 stops. Are you kidding me? I mean, that is just absolutely unheard of and remarkable. A tremendous performance by this defense. They changed the secondary up a little bit today, and they moved Snead around and kind of used him as a, a rover and a hawk on Metcalf, and maybe they found something there, and we're trying that out today, and they're thinking maybe we'll use this against Cincinnati if we play them in the playoffs or Buffalo to take the top receiver out. That's kind of what the Chiefs were doing, and it more than kind of worked. The Chiefs' defense was sensational. Leading the way, Nick Bolton. Simply ridiculous. Are you ready? 17 tackles today for Nick Bolton. Willie Gay checked in with nine. The Chiefs got a couple more sacks. They hit quarterback Geno Smith seven times. Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the field was only hit three times. He had a very clean game. The Chiefs had nine tackles for loss. They had five pass breakups. Juan Thornhill had an interception. They basically did everything right. The field goal that Seattle got in the first half, their only score of the first half, only happened because the Chiefs committed a penalty when they stopped Seattle on a fourth down play. They had stopped them on another fourth down, but there was a penalty on that play, and it turned out to be a killer because it led to a field goal uh, a little bit later in that drive for the Seattle Seahawks. So I just don't know what else you can say about this defense. And do not just scoff at this and say, well, it was freezing cold, and Seattle didn't have their receiver. Seattle's a real team, okay? They're in a bad way. They've lost a few games in a row here. They were pretty easily in the playoffs at one point. Geno Smith, about a month ago, was the number one passer in the NFL. They're not that right now, and we could see that, but I didn't expect this. I don't think anybody expected the Chiefs defense, even with the weather and everything else, to look this good. I expected them to play well. I expected a lower scoring game because of the cold. I expected the Chiefs to go out and run the ball, and they did. They handed it to Pacheco 14 times, which is a lot. 
and the Chiefs were committed to running the ball, taking care of the ball, and playing kind of a safe game today. And it it makes sense because right from the start, you could see that the Chiefs' defense was going to be terrific against Seattle. The big picture takeaway here is this is how you have to win in the postseason. If the Chiefs can get the one seed and they can play turnover-free ball at home, take care of the football, not commit very many penalties, because they had one penalty that really hurt them today. It led to a field goal, one. But they still had a long way they had to drive. They gave up some big plays. It wasn't like it was right there at the edge of the scoring zone. Seattle had to go get some more yards to score and get the field goal. So the Chiefs had a chance still to stop them, even after that penalty. But it did keep a drive alive for Seattle. And it was a bad penalty. Bad penalty. Only really bad play of the game for the Chiefs was that penalty in the first half where they had stopped them on fourth down. It was the only one. This is what you have to do in the postseason. So the Chiefs have been to four straight AFC title games at Arrowhead Stadium, and they've won one Super Bowl. I've commented several times, that's not very good. That really isn't. They've got a chance with two more wins to be at home all the way through again this year. The reason the Chiefs have not won more Super Bowls in this era of riches and excellent play by Patrick Mahomes in this offense is they can't really go beat you with their defense. What I saw today was a team that is that is revamping, reshaping. The pass rush was good all day long. They didn't have to blitz to create pressure. They forced Geno Smith to get it out of there. They hit him all day long. They roughed him up. He got injured at one point. It was questionable whether he was going to come back. They did all of these things the right way. They, t- they, they won the takeaway battle. I, and I don't even think that's a prerequisite in the postseason. Yes, if the Chiefs got at least one more takeaway than their opponent in every postseason game, then I think they just roll right through and win the Super Bowl. I do, but they don't have to be that team if they're playing at home and they can stop teams. Again, 15 stops in this game is just ridiculous. On third and fourth down, 15 times the Chiefs stopped the Seahawks. That's just unbelievable and outrageous when you think about it. So this is the formula you need in the postseason. If you're going to have Cincinnati or Buffalo come in here, or even the Dolphins or whomever may be coming in, or the Chargers, goodness sakes, I don't want to play them, but should they come in, this is the way to play it. I know we love the offense. We all love scoring 40 points. We love Mahomes throwing for 400 yards and five touchdowns and all that stuff. That's all great. This was clean, drama-free, easy against a good opponent, not a great one, easy against a good opponent, late season, cold weather, National Football League winning football. That's what it was. This is traditionally how you do it in the postseason. To me, this was a thing of beauty. The team that commits too many penalties, the team that turns the ball over, the team that does all the silly, sloppy things did none of those things today. None. And again, if you don't like a 24 to 10 final, I can't, I can't talk you out of the fact that you like it when the Chiefs score 42 points. I, I can't. I'd like to be able to talk you out of that and, and maybe appreciate exactly what this was. Of course, it was not Cincinnati. Of course, it was not Buffalo. It wasn't. It was the Seahawks. But man, this is the way you do it. This was, to me, the first real sign that the Chiefs are making a move here now later in the season to being something that they have to be if they want to win a Super Bowl. They can't do the sloppy crap they did against Denver, blowing a big lead. They can't do the silly stuff getting behind like they did on the road at the Texans. They can't do that. They showed an ability to be a good home football field defense that can lock you down, frustrate you, and make plays. The only knock on this Chiefs defense after today, they did have one takeaway, but it was a gimme. Receiver cut off his route. The ball just hung up, and Thornhill was right there, and 
grabbed it out of the air. He didn't really have to make a great play to get it. It was, it was more of a bad play by the Seahawks. I would love to see the Chiefs be more ball hawkish. I'd love to see him punch it loose more. I'd like to see him strip it from the quarterback when they're sacking him. I know they try, and, I, and look, it's more important to make sure that you sack the quarterback than anything else. But a lot of times, those quarterback sacks, that is the easiest way to rip the ball away. When those quarterbacks cover up before they blow the whistle, when they put two hands on the ball, they're not going to pass it now. That's the time to let go and just grab the ball. These defensive linemen are so much stronger than the quarterbacks that that really is, is what you want to do. And I would like to see the Chiefs be more ball hawkish, if that's even a word. But tremendous play today. Cincinnati went out to a big lead against New England. Looked like they were going to cruise. And it, it looked an awful lot like the Chiefs-Denver game. Well, no, this was worse than that. Cincinnati had this game lost, folks. Cincinnati was beat. It was 22-18. to 18. With a minute 40 to go, the Patriots have first and goal inside the five, and clearly Belichick's going to run the football. Cincinnati's out of timeouts. He's going to run a couple of plays. If he gets in the end zone, he gets in the end zone. Now, remember, um, sometimes, sometimes, now, they had the four-point lead, so you're not just going to let them run it in and get the ball back and go try to win the game. But sometimes it can be pretty easy to score when you don't have any timeouts and, you know, whatever. The Patriots, I think, wanted to run a play or two before they started either throwing it to the end zone, or if they got in, they'd go play defense. They had to get the lead. So they were, I think they would have gladly gone in on first down, but it looked like they thought from the four-yard line, it's going to take us a couple of running plays first. If we get in, we get in. If we don't, we're going to run this clock down to 30 seconds. Then we can figure out, with all they had all their timeouts, then we can figure out what we're going to do. We want to throw it. We want to trick play. We've got timeouts. We can do whatever we want to do here and make sure Cincinnati doesn't get the ball back. Touchdown would win the game. What did the Patriots do on first down? The player kind of gets stacked up at the line of scrimmage. He's fighting too hard for yards. Boom! The ball is locked loose, and Cincinnati gets it. Cincinnati gets it. Now, the Patriots stopped them and used all their three timeouts, got the ball back with like 30 seconds left, but they couldn't go 70 yards in 30 seconds with Mac, with Mac Jones. They couldn't do that. So, a tough break there. That would have been, been so sweet. I mean, it was lining up so perfectly if the Patriots... If the Patriots could have won the game, that would have knocked Cincinnati out of the Chiefs' way. They'd be two games back. Chiefs would have to win one game to stay clear of Cincinnati for the one seed. And then Cincinnati could do the Chiefs' dirty work next week and beat the Bills. It was just lining up like the stars were aligned for the Chiefs. In the end, it probably doesn't matter. They have the one-game lead over Cincinnati. The Chief, if, it, It's really this simple. If Cincinnati beats Buffalo, that's a, it's a big if, but I like Cincinnati to win that game. If Cincinnati beats Buffalo... The Chiefs are the one seed with two wins. That's it. That's all you got to know. So there's your Chiefs picture for the holidays. Merry, merry, merry Christmas. Headed over to my mom's house here in just a little bit. We always celebrate Christmas Eve at my mom's. Got a big gathering of folks. And we do a little gift exchange. It's going to be great. I hope you have a safe, happy, and blessed weekend. If you're Christmas celebrating, uh, if you're a Christian celebrating Christmas, if Hanukkah or any other holiday is what you like to celebrate or just celebrate family while the whole world is off and life seems a little bit simpler and slower here over this holiday period through the new years, celebrate it your way. I just hope you're having a great, great time with your uh, family and friends. And I thank you for making KKHI a part of your holiday weekend or holiday week. That's our Chiefs post game wrap. We appreciate you listening here. And when your family gets together, I'd love it if you told them about the podcast. Maybe they'd like to hit that subscribe button. It's free. Show them how to do it on their iPhone and subscribe for them so they get the notifications on the podcast. That would be a wonderful Christmas present to the Keatsmans. I would take that from you. I would love that from you. For me, 
I love doing this so much, I don't mind doing it on Christmas Eve. I'm just happy to be a guy with a microphone in his house and a forum to put it out there for people to listen. God bless you and God bless your family and Merry Christmas to each and every one of us right here from our home to your home at KKHI. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 